Doctor's Log, June 17th, in the middle of the night. It's been several weeks since I recorded this pod, just because of everything that's going on. Obviously, COVID has been barreling on. I'm not even sure if we're in a first wave or a second wave, but uh, it does not show any signs of disappearing. And that crisis has run up against this national conversation around racial equity following the deaths of Ahmaud Arbery and Breonna Taylor and George Floyd. And to me, those conversations are actually a continuum with the pandemic itself. Because as COVID-19 unfolded, it's been really obvious the racial disparities that are built into our system. I mean, if we just march through all the things that make you vulnerable to getting sick and to dying in this pandemic, you can think of who is part of the essential workforce versus who has the luxury of working from home, who takes public transportation, who has guaranteed sick leave, who has access to health care without delays, who has a greater burden of chronic disease because of our systems and how wealth is distributed and how healthcare is distributed, who comes into the healthcare system with very little trust because they face bias and discrimination from the moment they walk in the door. In healthcare, it's been painful to watch how the majority of our decision makers are white men making decisions for people of color and women to go back to work, sometimes in environments that are not safe because of the lack of personal protective equipment. So yeah, I I think there's something weird about institutions scrambling to say that Black Lives Matter because of these overt killings when I'm missing the day-to-day concern. It's about these health, health inequities in our systems that are always there but have been so visible and obvious in the way that Black and Brown communities carry this unequal burden of COVID. And more than that, the way that we've been so clueless and ineffective about how to address these health disparities, both in regular times and particularly during this pandemic. After all this is over and we have more complete data, I think we'll have to have a real reckoning about what happened to black communities during this pandemic. But we know already that communities that are disproportionately black account for the majority of COVID diagnoses and COVID-19 deaths. We know that black patients come to the hospital and are sicker and have higher odds of needing to come into the hospital and of needing advanced care and of dying. And when we try to think through why that might be, it's clear that it's multifactorial and that we have built inequities at every single level that you can think of. One recent study showed that if you're Black and you get COVID, you're unlikely to have gotten tested in a clinic, in an outpatient clinic, in an ambulatory setting. So uh, in one large study, only 30% of Black people who got COVID were tested on an outpatient basis compared to 60% of Asians who ended up having COVID and 56% of white people. In other words, if you're black, you have to get sick enough to come to the hospital, often to be hospitalized, before you will get a test for COVID. In some cases, you have to be sick enough to go to the intensive care unit in order to get tested for COVID. And I think 
Biases like that are likely built into every aspect of being at risk for COVID, getting sick, and needing to go to the hospital. And so what do we do about this? What do we do about it now? What do we do about it long-term? Because this is nothing new. And in light of the way that these crises around the pandemic and around race are happening, people are scrambling to find solutions or to look like they know what they're doing. And it's hard for them to look that way because I don't think they do. I mean, I'm about to take unconscious bias training, I think for the fourth or fifth time in the past decade. I have taken that training and I've taken it. And ultimately I'm mostly the same person, maybe with a slightly greater understanding of my own unconscious bias, but not able to completely unpackage when and where my biases are playing out and not having the tools to be objective and frankly not having the motivation with me at all times to go that extra mile to give up my own efficiencies and comfort zone and privilege frankly to try to combat it. I mean I am someone who has built part of my career around equity but I often still leave my commitment to it at the door. And as one concrete example, I was working on a clinical shift the other day and a resident interrupted what we were talking about and asked whether we should reconsider a patient's case, thinking about whether the patient's race might be a factor in the way that we were doing our decision-making. And I realized that I hadn't done that pause for a long time. I will tell you, by the way, that that pause made a huge difference in the way that we managed that care and potentially saved that person from serious illness. It made me pause and think of how I practice, sure. But more than that, purging our health systems of racism, it just can't be left up to individual people to have a light bulb go off and check themselves consistently and well all the time. We have to think about the environment in which we work and how the entire structure of our healthcare system is built. We have to make the system inherently fair and equitable so that it has built-in checks against our very human natures and our very human decision-making. A few years ago, I wrote a piece in NBC Think. Um, that's NBC's editorial page. And I think it wasn't read very much. And I don't feel confident that it was written that well. But the topic was black maternal mortality and how in the United States, we have a healthcare system in which only some people receive world-class care, while others have some of the worst health outcomes among wealthy nations. And my bottom line was that Making positive health outcomes equitable is the defining issue of our age. It is the public health challenge of our time. And I think I wrote that not understanding how much over the ensuing years I would come to believe it, how we will be judged, um, how our children will see us when they look back, I think really has to do with some of these fundamental inequities. And one of the basic things is your health, your well-being, your quality of life, your lifespan, and how you're able to use those years. So this is something we just have to fix. Today I got some hard news that a friend from medical school, someone really brilliant, um, who's a game changer in cancer care, lost his life this weekend, uh, just a few days ago, when the news came out today. And it really made me feel like we have such a limited time 
to do real things here. And I think bringing racial equity to healthcare is something that will be so worthwhile for generations to come. And it's where so many of us need to put our energies in whatever time we have to give. I know so many of you are wondering what we can do about all of this because it feels pretty horrible to sit with now. And I think the simplest thing to ask of all of you is just to stay angry, stay upset and outraged when you hear about these inequities, whether it's in maternal mortality or lifespan or epidemic-related illness or deaths or resource allocation. Just never forget to be upset and to use your voice to speak up against it. I'll do the same as much and as loudly as I can. Thank you for being in this with me. Thank you for listening and please stay safe and well.